Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. God wants to reach all nations with the gospel. Jesus has timelessly commissioned his church to go and make disciples. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning and thank you. Can I take this opportunity to welcome those who may be joining us online from Cambridge, my place, from Leicester, those of you watching from around the world, welcome, and I want to welcome each and every one of you here in Peterborough. God bless you. Welcome, and thank you so much for making my wife and I welcome. We love it when we come here. Now, I know you're wondering, are you going to hold the tray through the sermon? Don't worry, don't worry. I, I could do it, but I'm, I'm not going to keep you wondering, oh my, his arm, no, 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 no. But ladies and gentlemen, could we appreciate all those who serve in so many different ways in this house? Could we appreciate them? They serve at the car park as you're arriving, your children. They serve by leading us in worship. So many people are doing things that even you can't even see and today, it's my privilege to serve the Word of God and to challenge you to serve like Jesus. Three years, Jesus walked to the disciples, teaching them many things. He taught them to pray. He taught them about finances. He taught them about how to see life, how, 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 how to have a perspective of life. He taught them so many different things. He spoke to them about their conversations that they would have in life. One of the things that he also told them, in, told them was in Matthew 28, where he said it so clearly. Matthew 20, 28, he said it so clearly, teach the disciples what I have taught you. In Matthew chapter 20, we find Jesus telling the disciples something so powerful. He said, listen, if you want to be great in life, there's a way to do it. My way is this, and listen to what he says in Matthew 20, 25 to 28. But Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the world lord it over their people. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, he's talking about you. It will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. 
and whoever wants to be first amongst you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man, just Jesus talking about himself, came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life a ransom to many. The word servant we find in the New Testament is, it comes from two Greek words, duolos and diaknos. Duolos means uh, one who is devoted to another, disregarding their own life, i.e. they put their life aside and give everything to the master. Isn't that what Jesus did? He's calling you and I to that place of servitude. That dimension of servanthood where you disregard your own and put him to be Lord. Diagnosis, it also means to attend. It means to serve, to minister, to be a deacon. You may have heard that used in many churches. I want to challenge you because as I was praying, God, God kept reminding me and telling me, Charles, let them know that I am calling them to serve. I, God, is calling you to a place of service. He wants you to arise and know that your life is to be one that serves him. You may wonder sacrificially, yes. Jesus gave his life. He sacrificed everything for you. That's the template that God has given us, you and I, to live by that template. There is no architect who draws a building and then the constructor comes and decides, no, we're going to put it up differently from what the architect has drawn. God is calling you and I to the place that we're going to live our lives by the template that the Son has laid. And the template is one of serving one another. So I'm going to give you a why to serve. I'm going to tell you a where to serve. And I'm also going to deal with a how to serve. And I'll get back to my tray at that moment. Why should I serve sacrificially like Jesus? Number one reason, God expects it. God expects you to serve him. I know we live in a world today that doesn't seem to think so, but God expects you. That is why Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That which you're seeking is what you're really serving. That's why they say, if you look at your bank statement, we can tell what you are seeking in life. We can see it. You can see it yourself. The amount you give to church, it reflects in your bank statement. It reflects to God how much you're seeking him. I'm not going to dwell there. It's not my part. But I'm going to challenge you. Are you driven in life by seeking to serve God? Are you driven in life that when you're driving, taking your keys of your life, that you are serving God? Satan tempted Jesus. And one of the temptations, he told him, come, let me give you the world. Let me give you everything. Let, let, you worship me. You bow before me. Let me give you everything. 
Jesus responded and said, and Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you will worship the Lord your God and him only you will serve. Only God is to be served, only God. To serve anything else is idolatry. Second, why you serve? To love one another. To love one another. Many of you, we haven't had the privilege of meeting either from here or anywhere. So let me tell you a bit of my story. A few years ago, married my lovely wife and I was living in London, she was living in Cambridge, and we had agreed that I would move into Cambridge. Moved and I told her, listen girl, you know me in church, and I know you in church, so give me a list of churches that we can go and look out and find out and see where we're gonna plant ourselves, and you also know the game. My life is also about serving in church. And so she went round, and when we got married here, went round to different churches, Remember first time went into Cambridge Kingsgate and found Simon in the prayer room. Uh, why my wife decided that we're not visiting the service first, we're doing prayer first. Uh, up to now, I don't know, but maybe she just knew. This boy in prayer works. So went there, met Simon in there, met Chris in there, met Annabelle, met many of the people, many Richard, uh, Carol, Mike, and, and people were praying, and I was like, oh, wow, mm, nice place, yeah. And went to visit other churches, and I told her, no, 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 no. You know that church where we had the pastors and the leaders were all praying, that's the place I wanna go back. Can we go back there? Yeah, and guess what arrived there, and after the service, Simon remembered my name. I, I, I personally need to, be anointed to remember names quickly. <laughs> Simon has that gift. And I found it interesting that he did that. And I, I was without a job, I was jobless, and, and, and people were around me, loving me, and, 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 and my wife was just praying, oh God, this boy, the day he prays in this church, a hurricane, they might feel like a nuclear bomb just detonated in the place, but they loved me because it, I, I prayed differently. It was like a lion just roared in a place, and, and Simon turned like, oh, whoa, what happened? And, and, <laughs> and, and yes, and that was it but they loved me. And as I was trying to look for a job, yes, you can, you can clap your hands, just, just appreciate them, appreciate them. And, and, and we thank God for what they were doing. And as I'm looking for a role, looking to see where exactly I can be, I can be employed and looking and just looking to see and some things I couldn't understand. Mike in church just came and said, Charles, come and spend, I'm going to be in the office on this day. Are you able to come? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he took, spent, two hours of his time to help me understand something that I was struggling to understand that's a requirement for my role, my God. I have a question for you, yes, thank God for Mike, thank God for all of them. I, I have a question for you. Who are you serving? Who are you actively loving with your gifts? <laughs> Third reason why? we serve is for the flourishing of the church. It's for the flourishing of the church. 
Recently, the men's ministry in Cambridge, we decided we're going to hook back again. We're going to be meeting once a month, and we go out for breakfast. You buy for yourself breakfast. You come, you sit down, and spend some time. And um, I, I think, I believe I have a photo of how God's goodness just showed up. And yes, that was us meeting for the first time since COVID, just having a wonderful time. Just, and it's for the flourishing of our lives. It, it helps with men's mental health because they can just gang up and be together and just talk. And we happen to be talking so much about walking and, and the power there is of just spending time to walk about. And, and there's a gentleman called Henry who was sitting across me. And Henry is from Mongolia. And he gave us this Mongolian saying. He said, you won't die by moving too much, but instead by being stiff. I've got news for you. Can I play with that Mongolian saying? And I hope nobody's from Mongolia will look and say, you massacred our saying. No, you won't die by, by serving too much in church. There's a blessing in serving. Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 16 verse 1, it says, I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church who is a servant of the church, Phoebe. <laughs> you may receive her in the Lord in a worthy manner of the saints and assist in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself. Can I ask you a question? Is there a place that somebody is saying you are a helper of many? I came for your I came ready with your silence. Today is one day I came ready. Because it's been a question I've been asking myself also. Yes, yes, you've heard of all the places I'm serving, but there are places, and, and I know some may be wondering, I never see you wearing that in Cambridge. I never see you wearing that. But I, I am looking, where are the gaps so that we can hold the net? Why? Because there are souls that are coming into the kingdom, and as they come in, you and I need to be ready for what God is about to do. I'm not serving because I'm looking, I'm going to be standing in front here. No. I'm not serving because of feel good. No. I'm serving because I know it's for the benefit of the body of Christ. Where will I serve? Where will you serve? The first thing you need to understand is that you serve God's purpose in the community. You are the salt and the light. Jesus said those words in Matthew chapter 5. He said, you are the salt and the light. Salt heals. Salt preserves. Salt adds flavor. Can I ask you, when you step into your office, do they think of you as one who adds flavor, brings healing, brings preservation? When you step into your home, are you light? Or is everybody scattering? <laughs> because darkness just walked in. <laughs> I know that's not in Kingsgate. We're not like that. Nah, nah. That's not us. Listen to what the Bible says of a lady called Tabitha or Dorcas in Acts chapter 9. 
The Bible says at Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. She was full of community action. <laughs> if I may borrow the term up there. <laughs> she was full of it. She wasn't famous for preaching. She wasn't famous for leading a life group. No, she was famous for what she was doing out there. Can I ask you a question? What are you famous for out there? What do they know you for? If I arrived in your office, would they say, meet Jesus? Or they'd be looking and saying, you know that person? And immediately they disqualify you. Second reason why, where to serve God is be a contributor. This, this generation that is so full of consumerism and not producers, we are to be contributors in the house of God. Come to this place to contribute. My wife knew. Church, we are locking in. We are going to be contributing. Not just financially. Uh-uh. Doesn't work with me that way. I have to serve. Period of my life, I was fighting with epilepsy. And contributing was hard. But I would tell God, there is nothing the doctor has said that will stop me from serving you. And just like that, oh yes, give God praise. And just like that, it left me. Why? Because even God knew, you know what? He's believing my word. And my word says, if you will serve me, then I, God, will take sickness away. This thing needs to leave. So stop looking at the medical condition as a reason why you're not going to serve. I know we, have, we, are, we are great at doing rotors, but you know what? As you're having that fight, just tell the leadership team, you know what? I'd like to serve here. How can I pray for you? Do you know what it means for one of the leaders if you just stop them and tell them, can I, can I send you a text during the week just telling you I'm praying for you? It means a world. It means everything for them. It means everything when I pick up the phone and just send Chris a message and tell him, hey, Chris, thought about you, praying for you. It means the world if you just take your phone and just send a WhatsApp. Just, just, just send your life group leader a WhatsApp and tell them, hey, I'm praying for you. Let your life group know. Don't allow the conditions that you're fighting become the ones that will stop you from serving God. Am I saying that we don't have challenges? Paul said we are pressed on all sides. But we are serving we have a treasure in this earthen vessel and we're giving it out. So I want to challenge you to know that God is calling you, that that treasure he's put inside you, that gift he's put inside you. The word of God says in First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, that just as each one of you has received a special gift, God wants you to use that gift, not just in your job, not just in place where you create value, but also in the house of God. How 
How then, Charles, will I serve? <laughs> Growing up in Nairobi, Kenya, would watch movies. My brother and I would love watching James Bond, and we would love just watching and seeing how James Bond dressed in the tuxedo and in these places, wonderful places, exotic, and we'll be like, oh, wow, and look how they're carrying the tray to serve. And my brother and I would be there taking my mom's trays. Mommy, don't worry, we love you. And, 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 and we'll just pretend to be hit. And my brother would keep looking and saying, no, child, it's not like that. And what do you mean? And, and that's how I saw him, you know. And, and we couldn't rewind because we, we've just watched it and we we're just trying to act. As I meditated upon a tray, I realized God's calling you and I to serve our lives as a tray. Be teachable. I played with the word tray, made it an acronym. Be teachable. Jesus teaching the disciples one day, he, he gave a parable and they said, explain it to us. And he says this in Mark chapter 4 verse 25, whoever has a teachable heart to him, more understanding will be given. Whoever does not have a yearning for truth, or whoever is not teachable really, even what he has will be taken away. Be teachable. I know you have 25 degrees. And maybe the team you're joining, the leader doesn't even have anything. Be teachable. It's okay. It's not the degrees. Be teachable. I know when you did Sunday school, that's what you did. Then you came here and found them saying, kids, church, you're wondering, eh? And you are gifted. Where is that gift? Be teachable. In Cambridge, so we, we, we are raising new prayer captains so that we can be releasing even more people to lead prayer. And my wife is one of them. And when she was selected, she said, how come you didn't tell me I'm being selected? I said, I didn't go put in your name. I, I let your gift to make room. You know, that's what I believe in, your gift to make room. So somebody else has seen your gift and it's made room for you. And the discussions about being like, ah, oh, Charles, you know me, I don't, just leave me alone. Just tell them to leave me alone. I'm like, they're leaving you alone by you bleeding. <laughs> Be teachable. Be resourceful. Can I ask you? God has given you resources to use to minister. He's given you your talents. He's given you your, 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 your good gifts that he's put within you. Can I ask you, are your resources being used for God? Financial resources. Your, your talent, your ability, is it being used for God? Can I shock you? I rarely speak outside church because I have always told God and the first time I, I decided I'm going to put my hand up at work and speak, they were blown away like, really? We know you as a quiet guy who doesn't talk much, just does his work. But I decided that the gift that God had given to me that I'd used so well in church, I would also use it out there. And they're like, how come you're not doing this? How come you're not in politics? How come you're not in this? And I'm like, God, this gift is yours. Can I ask you, are you using your resources for God? That gift that God has given you, God's calling you to use it for him.
Are you available? You came driving into church with your brood all trooping behind you like a carriage of trains. You walked in, opened the door. Those that needed to register for the class, they registered for the classes. You registered them. And then you came in for the service and quickly they went. And after service end, after everything, your troop, your brood knows where to see you. As soon as you arrive at a certain place, they all fall in line and follow you out. <laughs> you came, you are blessed. But who did you bless? Are you available? You said you'd be a mentor in the amongst the youth, but ever since then, Phil has never seen you. Never had from you. You said you joined this team, but you've never even been there. You're happy to look after your children, but you're not happy to look after others. You, you feel that's too much. Can I ask you a question? Are you available for God? Is your gift available for God? Is it available for God's house? Quiet quitting, they say something new. I thought about this last night and I said, yes, hold on, no, it's not new. It's not, it's been in church. We've just never called it out. Where you roughly are seen doing the bare minimum for, your, for, for church, you, you're, you're doing the bare minimum for serving. In fact, you're, you're quickly running off you because your roast is going to burn. <laughs> Are you available for God? Church, God's been asking me. Yes, I serve. Charles, are you available? Yielded. God wants you and I to be yielded so that he can use us to serve. That which is inside of you and I to the world. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he said, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifice. And live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. The Father asked me, Charles, will you serve? And I've been saying, here I am. This is our moment to respond. This is our time to respond. And as the band comes, I'm gonna ask every head bowed, every eye closed. You may be here and you're saying, Charles, I, I can't even hold a tray with my life for God. because I am yet to meet Jesus. If you are here and you have never met Jesus in your life, if you are here, Jesus wants to dine with you. He died for you. He wants to dine with you. If he's not the Lord, of your life, 
He wants to come to you. If you want Jesus into your life, lift up your hand right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let him dine with you. Thank you. You're here. I, I, each and every one of us here, I'm going to ask that you stand to your feet, please. Could you kindly stand to your feet? And as I'm holding this tray, put place your life. Stretch your hands in front. Imagine you have a tray and tell God, here's my life. Use it for you. Here is my life. Use it to serve. Use it to serve the world. Use it to serve in your church. Here's my life, Lord. My all. My everything. Use it to serve. My prayer for you. Bible says in Exodus 23, 25 to 27, it says, you will serve God and God from today will bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from your midst. No one will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. God will fulfill the number of your days. He will send a fear before you. King's Gate, as you step out of here today and say, God, I will serve. Testimonies of provision, of healing, of breakthrough, of joy, of restoration. They are yours in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you richly.